Well, thank you, parents. Thank you for, yeah, absolutely. It's an incredible thing and a wonderful joy uh, to be able to walk alongside parents uh, as we continue to make disciples here at Ignite Church. Um, if you're a guest with us today, or you're a regular, or you're just checking out, thank you so much uh, for being here today. My name is Steve. I'm the lead pastor here. So whether you're in screen one, if you're hanging out in screen two, or if you're over online and joining us as well, we want to say thank you so much for being with us today as we open uh, God's Word. Before we jump in, a uh, couple of things. Uh, number one, as many of you know, uh, we, we were able to purchase this building back in December, and and uh, we've formed a building team to start to retrofit uh, this building so it, it serves ministry purposes because this is a tool to do ministry with. And so, um, and the building team, as they're starting to put together a master plan, wants to hear from you. Okay, so, so the congregation, we want, we want to be able to uh, get feedback and information and ideas uh, from, from you, and we're, we're providing ways in which to do that. Um, first off is the, the, the in-person meeting. Uh, there will be one in-person meeting next Sunday, 1245, screen one. So if you want to be in an in-person meeting for that, that'd be great. Um, the other three are available on Zoom, so if you can't make it to that one and you want to still be a part of it, um, there's three opportunities, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, starting at 6.30. Uh, to register for those things, uh, you can take out your phone um, and type in the number 218-377-5787. That's our, our number for you to text in. And whatever one that you want to be a part of, um, so if it's Monday, you would text in Monday. See how that works? It's pretty clever. So if you want to be here on Tuesday, you would text Thursday, there's Tuesday. Right, and Thursday, Thursday, right? So if you want to be a part of those uh, meetings, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and, uh, and the building uh, team is ready uh, to, to gather feedback as we move um, forward. Um, we are going to be um, taking a break from our series in Matthew for the next six weeks. Um, it's starting next week. We're going to be starting a new series called Jesus is Greater. Um, and I highly recommend you come back for that. Um, it's going to be a great thing. We're talking about like, where's our greatest hope? Where's our greatest uh, fulfillment? Where's our greatest life found? It's in Christ. And so Jesus is greater as we lead up to Easter and then reflect back on it. Um, and so if you know anybody who would benefit from hearing about hope, hope, um, then invite them to Ignite, okay? So that would be a great opportunity uh, to do that. Um, today, though, we're going to take, uh, we're just going to take a break from in-between series. Want to talk to you guys today. It's going to feel probably a little bit more like a, a family talk. We're going to be opening up God's word still, but I want to just share with you um, just pastorally uh, walking us through um, life, um, because this last week was, was, a, was a monumental week for all the I don't know if all the wrong reasons, but definitely not awesome. Um, last Monday marked one year where we had to do services online only. Um, it's been a year since the pandemic has really started to affect dramatically our church and our nation and our world. Um, and I'm convinced that we don't know the full effects of what this has done to us. I, I'm convinced that we don't know the full effects of what it's done to our souls, of our bodies, of our emotions, of our mental health, right? Like, I know that it's had some effects, but I don't know if we'll know the full effects for quite some time. And I'm wondering, as your pastor, I'm, I'm wondering, have you talked to somebody about how you're processing all of this? Have you talked to a friend? 
Have you talked to your doctor? Have you found a good counselor? Like those are very important things and we would recommend being able to talk to people and process through. I know my counselor has been very helpful for me just thinking through my emotions and, and thought patterns and how this is all kind of played itself out. And I know that during times of adversity, like we see God's hand, right? We see blessing. We see all these amazing things that God's done. He's, he's provided for us. And we've seen the church rise up and, and adapt. And we've seen new people come to Christ. We've seen new people um, be involved, not only in this church, but both of our church plants, the one in Ukraine and the one in Castleton. We've seen new people come to faith. We've seen new people get connected to the body of Christ. There's amazing things that have happened during the middle of all of this, but that does not discount the fact that it has been very hard. It's just been difficult. And as we are moving forward and as things are starting to change and shift, and we'll see what, what happens with that, but, but this moment, I, I really felt like it was an important moment to, to just stop, pause, and let's open God's word and let's just bask in the glow of scripture. I think sometimes we need to just be reminded in the middle of all things that God is with us, that God is in control, and that God is still at work. And so we're gonna be um, opening God's word as we always do today, but my prayer is that this would transform and shape you and help you become what God desires you to be because who we are becoming determines where we are going. Who we are becoming determines where we are going, right? The core values that you possess, the, the things that you find important as you become this person that God has called you to be, who you're becoming is, is determining where you are going. So what you value determines your actions, right? So if you, if you value, right, taking high risks, Right, you just filled out your bracket, right? And we're gonna move forward. If you value, like whatever it is, you, if you value family, you're determined, your, your actions will be determined by that. Who you're becoming determines where you are going. And so today we're gonna be in the scriptures, we're gonna be in Ephesians um, today, and we're gonna be um, in Ephesians starting in chapter four, and then we're gonna go backwards into chapter two. So it's, it's kind of like Star Wars, it's gonna be out of order, right? So we're gonna go here and then we're gonna go back, okay? So there's a, there's a method to the madness. But Ephesians chapter four, verses one through three, and as we move forward, how are we gonna move forward? And this is what we see from God's word. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. I'm gonna read that again. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. The Apostle Paul, who was called by God to plant the church in Ephesus and was under the guidance of the Holy Spirit as he writes this, says, I therefore urge you 
to walk in a manner worthy of the calling. Walk in a manner worthy of the calling, that, that our lives would reflect in such a way that, that it's worthy of the calling. Well, what's the calling? What have we been called to? What is, it, what is this about? Why, what have we been called to? And the calling is this, that Jesus would live this life perfectly, that he would die a death that you and I deserve, that he would raise from the dead to give eternal life to all who would believe on him. And he calls us to himself. He calls us in and he adopts us into his family. It's not by your work so that none of us can boast. It is the work of God that he calls us to this. He's, he's calling us for us like, let me adopt you. Let's walk with me. Let me forgive you. We'll, we'll keep moving forward. And, and the shame and the guilt that we have all carried with us is gone in the name of Christ on the cross of Christ. And now we just get to walk forward. No condemnation. No fear that God is going to find something and go, oh man, I didn't, find, I didn't know about that one. That's not, that's not the way of God. God forgives us of all sin, frees us from the things that so easily entangle and trip us up. He says, now walk in a manner worthy of the calling. Church, let's walk in a way that is worthy of the God who has called us. And what does that look like? What does that, what does that walk look like? As he calls us to himself, forgives us, lavishes grace and mercy upon us. What does that look like? And he says, do so with humility and gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There's been a lot that's happened in the last year. Lots of decisions have been made. Lots of, lots of predictions have happened. Lots of uh, this way and that way, zigzagging, adjusting, pivoting, whatever you want to call it. It's all happened, right? And there's been varying opinions on what was the best way to move forward. And I will tell you this right now, that there is a vast gamut of belief on how we should move forward and how we should have moved forward that differ from each other at Ignite Church. Whether it's masks, vaccines, distancing, re-engagement, government responses, stimuluses, it, all of it across the board. Ignite Church has people who fall on different sides of that issue. And it's not by age and it's not by demographic. It's just by people. Brothers and sisters in Christ who disagree on how things should be done. So what are we going to do? How do we move forward? With humility. With gentleness. With patience. Bearing with one another, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit. 
humility and gentleness, to think, other, to think of others, to go, as I engage this, I have my own set of emotions, but how, how are my friends, how are my brothers and sisters engaging with this? How can I serve? How can I help? Patience. I love this. Patience, the, the dictionary describes, uh, def, defines uh, patience as this, even-tempered care. I love that. Even-tempered care. You care, and yet you remain even-tempered, right? No one says, I'm the most patient person I know. I'm so patient right now, right? Even-tempered care. Dealing with one another, bearing with one another. Bearing with one another. I will tell you this, that as the lead pastor of this church, I want to say this, I am grateful and I am thankful that you have bared with me. I just want to let you know how much that means to me. Because it's hard on all of us. And I know that there's been things that we've said and done and decided that wouldn't have been the way that you would have done it. And I just want to say thank you. And I thank God for you. Like I literally do in my prayers. Thank you for bearing with me. And I want to bear with you as we continue to move forward in this. It's eager to maintain unity of the spirit. The spirit being the person, the Holy Spirit, God. Eager to maintain unity of the spirit that we want to all pursue God, that we want to all remain in step with the Holy Spirit, that we all want to continue moving forward. That we want to be eager to maintain that unity and not get distracted, even though there are things that we have to do, even though there are decisions that have to be made, even though there's real ramifications that have to happen. But that we would be eager, excitedly anticipating unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So that if there's disunity or there's these things going on, first off, unity is not uniformity, okay? So uniformity is like, you look on the outside, it's all about, right? Unity is about the heart, the soul, the mind that we are on mission together and that we're united around this. And while we may disagree with here or there, or we have different talents or we have different ways of seeing things or we have different, all, all these different perspectives that we are united in the fact that people need to meet, know, and follow Jesus, that there's an encounter with God that all of us need to have and that we can impact the world by bringing the message of Jesus to others. That's what we want to be united around. We want to be united and I know that we're not going to be uniform. By the way, it's just kind of cultish. Um, but we want to be united. And how much of a testimony can our church have to the community around us to say they disagree on these things that are hot button issues, and yet they are gentle and humble with each other, patient with one another, bearing with one another. And we're not going to do this perfect. 
because there's still parts of our hearts that are being worked on by God, that he's working these things out in us, but yet there's still stuff that hasn't been conquered by the love of Christ in our lives, and it, it's happening in our lives, but, but there's still work to be done. And I will tell you this, just for my own admission, and a pain point for me this week, is I have had to apologize to two people different people in our church who I care about because of things that I said that just didn't land well, that were foolish, and I sinned against them. I don't want to, I don't like it, but I've had to. I've had to apologize to people. You know what? I shouldn't have said that. It was out of frustration, but that shows that there's something in my heart that there's a patience there that God is still at work in me and doing things. I had to go to the Lord and ask for his forgiveness. Jesus had to die for that. And so there's gonna be lots of work that we're gonna to have to do as a church if we're gonna become the church that Christ wants us to be. Because who we're becoming will determine where we are going. But what a picture what a picture of the church that we could strive for this, that we could pray for this, that we could work towards these things, that we could continually go before the Lord in prayer and ask God to change our hearts and shape our minds and, and the way that we think. Because until the Lord comes back, there's gonna be lots of things to decide and there's gonna be lots of things that we can disagree on. But are we gonna be the church that God wants us to be. Because by the way, this is his church. It belongs to Jesus. And why does this matter so much? Why does this matter so much? Because you're like, oh, this is, this is good, but like, why does it matter? It's like, well, because I feel better. Well, that's part of it. We want you to thrive relationally and with the Lord and with others. We're pro that, we're, we're, we're in favor of that. It honors the Lord. It honors the Lord when his children desire Christ above all things. It honors the Lord. And I want to remind us of something today and why this matters so much. I wanted to remind us of this. This is in Ephesians 2, verses 11 through 19. This is a long section of scripture. Okay? But I want to read it to you, and I, this is, I, I would love it if you could pay attention as we read this. <laughs> cool. I want you to focus in and go, God, teach me what you want me to know in this moment. Verses 11 through 19. Therefore, Remember that at one time, you Gentiles, that's non-Jews, in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at one time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But 
Now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace." and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and he preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him, we have, been, we have both access in one spirit to the Father. Let us all remember that at one time, we were far from God. Every single one of us, no one is born a Christian. Nobody. That's why in the child dedication this morning, we say we want to train up our children. We want to introduce them to Jesus so that one day they might put their faith in him. That's why we labor as a church alongside these families. Why? Because no one's born a Christian. The Christian movement moving forward is always one generation away from extinction. We are constantly moving forward, telling people about Jesus to the next generation and have so for the last 2,000 years. Every single one of us were alienated from God, apart from the promises and without hope in this world. But we were brought near by the blood of Christ. We were brought near by the blood of Christ. Jesus' atoning death on the cross for our sins brings us near and removes the hostility. Not only the hostility between us and God because we've sinned against God, we're hostile to God. Before we are made alive in Christ, we're hostile to God. There's hostility between us and God and there's hostility between other people. And Jesus' death on the cross removes hostility between us and God and removes hostility between our brothers and sisters, so making one man from the two. That we are all brought close and peace to those who are far off and peace to those who are near. That it doesn't matter our economic status. It doesn't matter if we're a man or a woman. It doesn't matter if we're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you have lots of friends, you got no friends. Doesn't matter how popular you were, how great you were at school, how much people liked you, what grades you got, doesn't matter your resume. We all need Christ and we all have access to him through one spirit to the Father. That's why, the, that's why we want to be eager to maintain unity in the spirit. Why? Because it's that spirit that brings us in. He seals us for his adoption and we are his And we are all that way. We have, we have only one response to this. Walk in a manner worthy of the calling. And where we fail, we need to be reminded again of what Christ has done for us. That makes us humble really quick. It makes us gentle. It makes us patient. It helps us bear with one another. Think about how much Christ has bared you 
and bared me. I mean, honestly, like, look at me. Like, how much has Christ been patient with me? How can I not be patient with others? It's what Christ has done for us. And there are friends and family members and coworkers and roommates and classmates and neighbors and everybody else around you, and there are people around you that do not know Christ and they currently have no hope. They have no hope. No hope for reconciliation. No hope for peace in this world. No, no hope for forgiveness. No, they don't have it. And they're trying to go, well, if I just try harder, or maybe if I moved, or maybe I got a different relationship, or maybe if I did that, maybe, maybe, maybe if I did, 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 and it just all ends up empty. And they're like, I don't know what to do. We as the church have the message to say, we can help you with that. We can help you with that because we have the message of Jesus and Jesus promised that those who drink from the water that he gives will never thirst. And we get to become this and we get to invite people into this. We get to invite people into this. And so as a church, what do we want to invite people into? To say like, oh, I got a, I got a neighbor, I got a coworker who I'm, I'm ministering to and, and uh, I went to the, the evangelism training that's happening this Wednesday and I, I learned about it, I'm, I shared my faith and I want to bring, they want to come to church. And you're like, what do you want them to walk into? Do you want them to walk into a church that's like striving towards eagerness of unity and the bond of peace and patience and gentleness and humility, or do you want them to walk out and go, man, that kind of reminded me like watching an episode of The View. Right? Like, whoever just yelled harder and longer won. Listen, that's what the world has to offer us. Just yelling a lot and, and trying to crush people. The world has enough pundits. The world has enough celebrity. The world has enough personalities. Let's just not be famous and preach Christ. Let's just preach Christ because where Christ is preached, lives are changed. And let's be the people that are striving to be the church that God calls us to be. And when we fail, because we will, that we own our sin, that we go to Christ, that we reconcile with one another. It's the only way we're going to be able to move forward. Will this change your opinion? Will this sermon today change your opinion on how we should handle the pandemic? Probably not. Will it, are we going to disagree on the best approach moving forward? Most likely. Are we going to have to make decisions on limited and sometimes conflicting information? Yep. Is it frustrating? <laughs> uh-huh. But we can be a church that through the middle of all of that stuff becomes the church that Christ calls us to be. And this is what he's called us to in this moment for such a time. So let's not keep our, let's not get distracted. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. And we'll have to make decisions 
but we're going to do so in a way that we want to honor Christ in all things, and we want to love one another well. Because who we're becoming determines where we're going. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for this opportunity to share your word. And God, I pray that in the middle of all of this, Lord, in the middle of all of this, you would be doing a work in and through us. That today, God, I pray that we would examine our own hearts and our own minds and go, God, are we humble and gentle? Are we growing in patience? Are we bearing with one another in love? Are we eager to maintain unity of the spirit in the bond of peace? And where we fall, God, have mercy on us. Please forgive us. We thank you for your cross that covers it. But God, change and shape our hearts as only you can do so that we can become the church that you have called us to be and to follow you where you lead. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.